0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. A little while and you will no longer see me, and again a little while and you will see me. Then some of Jesus' disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying to us, A little while and you will no longer see me, and again a little while and you will see me, and because I am going to the Father? They said, What does he mean by this a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to the disciples, Are you discussing among yourselves what I meant when I said, A little while and you will no longer see me, and again a little while and you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You will have pain, but your pain will turn into joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come but when her child is born, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy of having brought a human being into the world. So you have pain now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. On that day, you will ask nothing of me. Very truly, I tell you, if you ask anything of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be complete. I have said all of these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but will tell you plainly of the Father. On that day you will ask in my name. I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world again. I am leaving the world and am going to the Father. Jesus' disciples said, yes, now you are speaking plainly, not in any figure of speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need to have anyone question you. By this, we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, do you now believe? The hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each one to their home, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have said this to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you face persecution, but take courage. I have conquered the world, the gospel of our Lord. Praise Please be seated. So as noted on the top of our bulletin, our theme for this Lenten midweek series that our confirmants picked is Beneath the Cross of Jesus, and this will be the lens that we are invited to interpret all of our midweek worship through, vision almost as though we are truly sitting beneath the cross of Christ. And as I think about this theme in relation to the text from John I just read, I find myself caught in a bit of attention. Jesus' words of assurance to the disciples and to us are, In the world you face persecution, but take courage, I have conquered the world. And from the vantage point of beneath the cross, this could not look further from the truth. From the vantage point of beneath the cross, it actually kind of looks like the world has conquered Jesus, for God was not supposed to die. And this is the sticking point for the Jewish people at that time who did not come to believe Jesus was the Messiah because the Messiah was supposed to conquer the world. And that meant overthrowing Rome, reestablishing the good days like when King David was on the throne. And Jesus, he did none of that for them. Instead, Jesus promised that God's love was for the whole world. The Samaritans, the Romans, the Jewish people, the Greeks, anyone you could think of. And it was not just for one particular group of people. Instead, Jesus went around and restored to community and to life the outcasts, the paralyzed, the lepers, all people who were thought to be God-forsaken. And instead, Jesus endured humiliation and rejection and beatings, and finally he endures the worst kind of death the humiliation of death on the cross. Nothing about this looks or sounds remotely like conquering the world, but rather it looks like being overcome by the world. Beneath the cross, it can look like all will be lost. But I think that God has a different idea of what it means to conquer the world So often in our own minds, when we think of someone or something being conquered, we have these images of utter destruction, of the full might of a nation or kingdom coming down upon another nation or another group. We think of a person or a different group of people having complete and utter power over another one. Conquering in our minds is so often violent, and the winner takes it all. However, we know that this is not how God works. It's not how God works in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And while the Israelites, and even us from time to time, expect a Messiah who will destroy our enemies, remove all of the pain from our life, God gives us Jesus who conquers the violence of the world by enduring it all for us, and then rising from the dead to free us from our need to participate in that same violence. The world's understanding of conquering always means death for someone else, but for God through the cross, it always means life for all. Beneath the cross of Jesus, we see that hatred and violence may feel good for a moment, but it does not turn into connection and love and community and understanding, all things that each of us need in our lives beneath the cross of jesus we see how god conquers the ways of the world by unexpected means beneath the cross of jesus we see the amazingness of god's wisdom and the deepness of god's love for the whole world for you beneath the cross of jesus we find our life in his death god's love for us from the world's hatred and the promise that christ journeys with us filling all places wherever he goes with his love. Amen.